0: TED audio collective in high school i was really stressed between academics sports and the many things on my plate as a teen i felt the pressure but you know what kept me and my classmates sane laughter the best evidence of this is my high school yearbook which was pretty much a roast There's this section where my classmates would come up with funny statements that captured our present and future selves. What did they write for me? Dream, best dressed. Reality, most stressed. Can you see her in a Baja? Best kept secret, she's a shoplifter. Perfect mate, Michael Jordan. Heard saying, I'm laughing and crying at the same time. Theme song, don't funk with the mo we'll probably end up advertising Air Jordans. Pretty hilarious. And what sticks out to me in recalling this is heard saying I'm laughing and crying at the same time. I said that often. And yes, I was a bit of a drama queen in high school, but I was very stressed. SATs, PSATs, thinking about where I'd go to college, playing basketball to prepare myself for my perfect mate, Michael Jordan, and doing so much more. But the laughter truly kept me sane. Humor was the antidote to all that stress I was carrying around. And as you can tell from our roast, my classmates knew exactly how to make me laugh. But somehow, once we start buckling down and becoming adults, we have our serious jobs, our serious dilemmas, it's almost like we forget to laugh. So how can we bring some levity back into our workplaces? I'm Madhupa Akinola. This is Ted Business. Our speakers today are Naomi Bagdonas and Jennifer Acker. They teach a course at Stanford Business School about the power of humor in leadership. And in this talk, they'll share the ways humor can be a secret weapon in your work life. Then after the talk, I'll share some research about what humor can do for us in the workplace. But first, a quick break. This show is brought to you by Schwab. With Schwab Investing Themes, it's easy to invest in ideas you believe in, like artificial intelligence, big data, robotic revolution, and more. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy as is or customize the stocks in a theme to fit your goals. Learn more at schwab.com thematic investing. This episode is brought to you by Progressive.
1: I mean, really laugh. We asked some of you this question, and here's what we heard. Rarely. Seldomly. And then our personal favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I study climate change. Why would I laugh? The two of us teach
2: a class at Stanford Business School about the power of humor in leadership. Turns out that humor is a teachable skill and one of the most underappreciated assets at work. For the record... Our class on humor gets the same academic credit as financial accounting, which is not a joke. Right, here's the problem, though. We've all fallen off a humor cliff. In a global study, over a million people were asked a simple question. Did you smile or laugh a lot yesterday? When we are kids, the answer is yes. Then, right when we enter the workforce, the answer becomes no. The good news is things look up again around... 80. (laughs) The bad news is the average life expectancy is 78. So it's not good. It's not great. I'm a behavioral scientist who spent my career studying what actually creates happiness in life versus what we think. And I'm a corporate strategist who spent my career straddling
1: the worlds of business and improv comedy, which was a wide straddle. The two of us are on a mission to bring humor back. Over the last decade, we've gathered data, partnered with comedians, and talked to leaders about humor. One of them was our friend Connor yeoman Connor is the co-CEO of a large nonprofit, and in early 2020, just weeks after the world went into quarantine, he's leading his first virtual offsite with his entire organization. People are exhausted and scared, it's tense. So, Connor shares a few slides before passing to another teammate to speak. But when he does, he intentionally leaves his screen share on. So his entire organization watches, thinking that this is a terrible mistake, as Connor closes his PowerPoint, opens up a Google search, and types in... (laughs) Things inspirational CEOs say during hard times. Everyone laughs. It's this beautiful moment of levity, and it has real upside for Connor and for his organization because we know from the research that leaders with a good sense of humor are seen as 27% more motivating. Their teams are more bonded and creative.
2: Also, humor sells. Studies show that adding a lighthearted line into a sales pitch, like my final offer is X and I'll throw in my pet frog, makes people willing to pay nearly 20% more. Really let it sink in just how bad that joke is. I'll throw in my pet frog. The bar is so low. It's extreme. It's
1: like very low. could not be be lower. lower.
2: Laughter shortens the path to connection as well. So when strangers share a laugh before a conversation, they end up disclosing more personal information. So they feel closer. You really laughed hard at that pet frog line. I already feel close to you. Don't we feel close? Wow. Yeah, Yeah, we feel close. There's a lot there. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Okay, so what's happening is when we laugh, our (laughs) brains release a cocktail of hormones. So we release endorphins, giving us a similar feeling to a runner's high. We lower our cortisol, making us feel calmer. And we release dopamine, the same hormone released during sex, making us feel more bonded. So in essence, as far as our brains are concerned, laughing is like exercising, meditating, and having sex at the same time, but logistically easier. Also efficient. It's efficient. Yes, there's a lot to it. All right, so humor works, and the really good news that we wanna talk about today is that our lives are full of
2: humor if we know how to look for it. Here's the secret. Don't look for what's funny, just notice what's true. We asked some of you what's true in your own lives, and here's a few things we heard. Since working from home, I only comb the front part of my hair. (laughs) I only like my own kids.
1: (laughs) There, I said it. Uh, So this is not about becoming a comedian. This is about looking at the world in a different way. There's a psychological principle called the priming effect that says our brains are wired to see what we've been set up to expect. In essence, we find what we choose to look for. So when we live our lives on the precipice of a smile, We shift how we interact with the world, and in turn, how it interacts back.
2: It's also about being human, which should be easy, because we are human. But at work, it's oftentimes harder than we think. In a recent survey, um, people were asked, what traits inspire trust in a leader? One of the top responses? Speaks like a regular person. When work gets serious and life gets busy, we become transactional. And yet these small shifts are enough to move us from transactional to human. As small as a single word. Like how we often sign off our emails. Best. What does best even mean? Are you the best? Am I the best? Why do I need to tell you that? We can do better than best. Instead, how about Uh, when you've been up all night? Yours heavily caffeinated. (laughs) When you're talking about financial accounting? Let's never speak of this again.
1: (laughs) And on rare occasion, I'm the best. (laughs) Sometimes you just got to let people know. Now, uh, it's easy to believe that if we take our lives or our mission seriously, the presence of humor betrays that mission, that gravity and levity are somehow at odds.
2: But our research tells a different story. We met with Secretary of State Madeleine Albright, who told us the time where the Russian government had bugged the U.S. State Department, a serious breach in international diplomacy. After learning about the bugging, Secretary Albright went to her next meeting with the Russian foreign minister wearing a bug pen. An enormous bug pen. (laughs) She shared how the foreign minister couldn't help but smile, and she also shared how the energy in the room shifted and it changed the conversation entirely.
1: This story illuminates at least two things that are true. First, that humor is a choice, one we make in small moments and in big ones, too. And second, that the balance of gravity and levity gives power to both. We can do serious things without taking ourselves so seriously. And in fact, often we can do them better.
2: Now, we often hear that humor can be so tricky these days, and it's true. Comedians know this, which is why they can practice hundreds of times before a line makes it into one of their sets. They also get to wear jeans and drink whiskey at work. It's all very unfair. So how can we, as normal, non-comedian people, practice safe sets? Start by recognizing it's not about you. So don't ask, will this make me sound funny? Instead, ask, how will this make other people feel? Which also means never punching down. That is, making fun of
1: someone of lower status. And be sure to check your distance. How close are you personally to what you're making light of? I can make fun of my mother, but not your mother. Our hope today is that you start climbing back up the humor cliff. Start with what's true and start small. Choose to live on the precipice of a smile. When we do, we create teams, communities, and families where joy and laughter come more easily.
2: Laughing together makes us feel more connected. It floods our brains with the same hormones associated with love. And who doesn't want to feel more joy and love in our lives? Where humor exists, love is not far behind.
1: And if that doesn't sell you on the power of humor, I will throw in my pet frog.
2: <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you so much.
0: Support for Ted Business comes from Odoo. What's Odoo? Well, Odoo is an all-in-one management software To learn more, visit odoo.com slash TEDBusiness. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash TEDBusiness.
2: Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until...
0: The Singapore presentation is at
1: 3 a.m.
2: The office was shocked.
1: <laughs> That's when we sleep.
2: Maya made it less scary with Canva...
0: I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime.
2: Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at Canva.com. Designed for work.
0: These days, we rely so much on memes, GIFs, and TikTok to make us laugh. But I want us to remember that we all have tons of humor already inside us. Now, I'm no stand-up comedian, but I can crack a joke when the mood is right. A few months ago, I went on this 10-day silent meditation retreat, and I kind of lost it on day nine. I ended up creating a whole stand-up routine in my head and sharing it when we were able to talk. I'm not a professional, but let me tell you, my fellow meditators did tell me afterwards that my jokes were hilarious. So fine, they might have been an easy audience since no one had heard a word for 10 days, but I still think I was pretty good. And yes, I try to bring humor into my day-to-day work life. It kept me sane in high school. It kept me sane during my meditation retreat. So why should work be any different? But we do need to be careful about exactly how we employ humor because there can be negative effects too. This shouldn't be surprising. But research by Brad Bitterly and others shows that if you tell a risky joke that's seen as inappropriate, This can signal low competence to your colleagues and can actually harm your status in the group. And what is status in a group? It's when people respect you, listen to you, defer to you. So you better be attuned to your environment to know what type of humor is appropriate and inappropriate. Because if you are, infusing some humor every now and then could really be a game changer. So keep climbing up that humor cliff. That's it for today. This episode was produced by Transmitter Media with help from Jordan Bailey and fact-checked by Matias Salas. And special thanks to Anna Phelan, Michelle Quint, Corey Hagem and Colin Helms. I'm Madupa Akinola. Talk to you again next week.